Are You Playing? Hello, and welcome to What the Bleep Are You Playing? A podcast where we play a game many times bad and tell you why the bleep we played it. I'm Season 2 Sean, this is Thomas Vendetta, and Mason gonna give it to you. And we played... X gonna give it to you! Wait for you to get it on your own! X gonna deliver to you! Knock knock! Open up the door, it's real! With the non-stop pop out from stainless steel! Go hard getting busy with it! But I got such a good heart that I make a mother... Def Jam. Vendetta. How you guys doing? It took everything in me not to burst out laughing when you... It's just one of those moments when you realize how white you are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, peek behind the curtain there. Uh, Mason came up with their own name today. And, uh, yeah. Reading it out loud was about the whitest thing yeah. I've done. It's the whitest... That's one of the whitest... Whiter things that... Us talking about this game is gonna be very... Very white. Yeah. <laughs> L- look. Yeah, all three of us... Peek behind the curtain. All three of us are whiter than white motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. Mayonnaise. Um, <laughs> compared to these two... Compared to me, when it comes to knowing hip-hop knowledge, these two might as well be Tupac. I don't know a goddamn thing about hip-hop. Uh, I don't know a goddamn thing about hip-hop culture. Also, by the way, if I sound like death, it's because I've been dying the past two days. So. Uh, aren't we all? Aren't, yeah, so that's the same thing. But like, yeah, kind of, kind of going off with what uh, you're saying about how you, you don't know that much about hip hop. I don't know much about this era of hip hop because this game came out 2003. 2003, the year I was born, and a lot of these, a lot of the ra- the, I'm pretty much all, yeah, all the rappers in this game are were big ni- big in the nineties, mm-hmm. and. That's just not really an era that I'm well, no pun intended, well versed in. So, like, I, I, I recognize, of all, like, uh, with the roster of rappers in this game, I recognize, I think, four names. And even then, it, it's mostly a name only. Well, I can I can pull off even more whiteness. I can read the 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 hip hop artists names <laughs> oh, here. So if you want to hear <laughs> how white I am, Def Jam Vendetta was a 2003 professional race racing <laughs> wrestling video game. Race. God, I would give anything to play Def Jam Racing. <laughs> Def Cart. Death cart. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine if it had like power ups? It's a cart racer, and you're running through, and it's like Snoop Dogg <laughs> racing through. Yeah. What are the, what are the power- of, I was gonna say instead of like a red shell or green shell, or whatever, just a fucking Glock. Yeah, I was just gonna say you, you pull out a Glock. Uh, you you get uh, a hologram uh, for Tupac. <laughs> Holographic Tupac. No, that's the alternate skin. That's 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 the pink gold peach. <laughs> Hologram. I, I think I found our clip for online there. <laughs> We're like five minutes in. Oh, uh, and like as funny as that is, I would legit play the hell out of that game. Uh, yeah, um, the game was released for the PlayStation Two and GameCube by Electronic Arts. This is a Arts. fighting game. Well, this is wrestling, re- wrestling, wrestling yeah. right? Uh, it was under the EA Sports Big label in North America. Anybody remember EA Sports Big? EA Sports Big was basically their more over-the-top stuff. Wrestling, NFL Street, um, mm-hmm. NBA Street. 
Uh, yeah, the, yeah, a label that was discontinued in 2000. Wasn't the uh, snowboarding was Essex tricky? Yes. Was yeah, yeah, it was under. Interesting. Yeah, that, yeah, that was EA Sports. Basically, anything that wasn't your traditional sport, you know, it wasn't your football, basketball, golf, baseball, hockey, right. rugby. Right. It's the more arcadey feeling type. It's, you want to you want to list anything off? Anything? Any other sports off? I, I'm thinking about it. Uh, this was actually EA's. <laughs> A first attempt at a wrestling game since the widely panned WCW backstage assault. So, oh yeah, where everything was a backstage brawl. Yeah, there was no in-ring action in that game. So which, I mean, which I mean, credit words too. It's in the title, but they that means they went a, a ways between it having a game that was universally hated to a game here that is. Pretty much universally loved. The reviews are really strong for this game. Yeah. Uh, wow. I was <laughs> so when you brought up uh, WCW, I was wondering what the last, what the what if they if there have been any other WCW games after that. No, there well, hasn't. WW, WCW went defunct pretty much right at that point. Yeah. The la- yeah the last one was Backstage Assault, which came out in the year two thousand. Yeah, because WCW went defunct around that time. So, three years. Because WWE bought them out. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. So, this game, its draw was not not its uh, incredible wrestling combat, though. Uh, This game's draw was because several hip-hop artists were featured in the game. Including DMX, Method Man, Red Man, Ludacris, N-O-R-E... Capone, Scarface, Ghostfaced Killa, Keith Murray, WC, Joe B- Budden, and DJ <laughs> Funkmaster Flex. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to need you to say Ghostface Killa one more time. Ghostface Killa. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Every single black person listening to this wants to reach through the screen like, you dumb fucking crackers. <laughs> <laughs> um... Even, the even rappers like, in this game and the hip hop artists and, and everything about it when, when it just you open up and X gonna give it to you is the first song playing on this you're like yeah I'm in for a good time uh, yeah, yeah for real for real the funny, the funny thing should, is oh, should, go ahead no, I was gonna say and that's not even even the black people who aren't in the rap are just like these dumb fucking crackers <laughs> <laughs> the, fun, the funny thing about it is I was I was talking about earlier how I didn't recognize recognize most of the names. I straight up thought Capone was an original character for this game. <laughs> nope. Uh, uh, the only ones I knew are DMX, because uh, I know X gonna give it to mm-hmm. you. Uh, Ludacris, because I watch Fast and Furious, and Scarface, because I think his name is based off the movie. I could be wrong. Uh, Method Man and Red Man, I, I said before the podcast, I know they had a TV show on G4. I remember that. I don't remember what the TV show was. I just remember the ads for it. So yeah, we're uh, very white, and we're about to comment on <laughs> hip hop uh, in the 2000s. So, so a, a, f- a funny thing about uh, uh, Method Man and Ghostface Killer, real quick. So they're, of course, be- uh, best known for being part of a, being a part of the Wu Tang Clan. That's right. That's what. That's where they're from. And the f- and the funny thing about that is that was not the only time that Wu Tang Clan members were in a fighting game. I was gonna say this is not the first fighting game based on hip hop artists. 
Because it was Wu-Tang Clan. What was it called? It's called Wu-Tang Shaolin Style. Wu-Tang Shaolin Style. That's right. I remember. With a horrendous controller for the PS1 that was styled like the Wu-Tang logo. Logo, yeah. So, So, yeah. I know nothing about hip-hop artists unless they've been in fighting games. (laughs) (laughs) It was... was And the... uh, yeah, what made it, it was based around the game Thrill Kill. Yeah, I was going to say, the it, was, unreleased it was based off the fighting game Thrill Kill, that's right. Yeah. So is this that. the best uh, artist, uh, musical artist crossover into a video game since the Michael Jackson game? Uh, <laughs> since Moonwalker? Yeah. I'm not, funny, I you men- funny you mentioned Michael Jackson. There was a wrestling game that Michael Jackson was in. I remember. What was it? Oh, uh, I can't think of what it's... So, as we're kind of off the rails early on in this game, this podcast, because this game is kind of off the rails in a very good way, because it is, it's a weird crossover, and I'm a big fan of weird crossovers in video games. Oh, yeah. Look, I'm a Kingdom Hearts fan, so (laughs) weird crossovers in video games are my thing. But, like, this, on paper, you'd say, you know, a traditional wrestling-style game featuring hip-hop artists... You're like, okay, so this is just going to be a probably a bad wrestling game to try to sell some music. No, they made sure the wrestling in this game was awesome. It's really fun. It's really yeah, fun. Yeah, this game is very fun. The, 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 the gameplay mechanics that it incorporates and the controls. We played it on the GameCube, but it also came out on the PS2. Uh, and I made the comment of that it feels like a game that actually was developed with the GameCube controller in mind. Absolutely. Because the controls aren't easy. They take a bit to get used to. Uh, they're a little challenging in parts, but when you get the hang of them, everything is so fluid. Everything moves just exactly kind of the way you want it. Uh, it doesn't mean you're going to win the fight because sometimes this game is not particularly fair. Yeah. Thank you, wrestling games. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was going to say, that's wrestling games. Right? <laughs> yeah. Take it from the wrestling game. Can I see it? But like, yeah, that it, it, uh, it, it the, the what makes it feel like that it's designed around the game controller, as you mentioned, is that the like the the main attack, like the strong attack button is A, which is the biggest and most prominent mm-hmm. button on that controller. So that does that adds a significant amount of satisfaction to nailing it. But it also utilizes the C stick really well, using taunts that go into moves. Yeah, uh, which is it, very few games use the c-stick in a good way and so that was refreshing to be like oh my gosh they understood the (laughs) c-stick yeah yeah and i mean but it it, like it's kind it it is kind of hard to like implement the c-stick well because the the c-stick is such a Mm -hmm. well it's like it's a it's a non-starter it's just so small a lot of games tried to institute it as another uh joystick you know like yeah. a P- ps2 controller or an xbox controller and and that's not what it is it's just like a, it's a supplement it's it, it is absolutely taking the annoying c buttons from the 64 controller and putting it in a stick and you still have yeah. to utilize them the same way uh it's why actually i really like uh the ocarina of time and majora's mask remasters for the the gamecube that came out on it uh, because the C stick actually works sometimes better than the the C buttons mm-hmm. for it. So good games that utilize the C stick are always a plus in my my book. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I remember complaining in the X Men uh, Wolverine's Revenge episode 
about how poorly the C stick was in, uh, integrated in that game. So I'm really happy. Oh, yeah. I'm really happy that they utilized it very well in this game. So I, I have to shout out any game that uses the C stick correctly. Uh, yeah. the The funny thing about this game, I kind of realized it while watching Mason play it, because it was like it's a wrestling and hip hop artist. So why would you combine those two? I mean, aside from the fact that wrestling and hip hop does actually go back a good ways. Especially in the 90s, there was a bunch of crossover with wrestling and hip-hop. You want a way to make money in the mid-2000s. Hip-hop and wrestling. Those were two huge-ass money makers, especially yeah. in the early 2000s. So they're like, hmm, hmm. Why not combine and we can make more money? That's right. I, I That's right. I, I knew... Uh... Wrestling and hip hop, hip hop were cl- close together. I heard Macho Man Randy Savage's album. <laughs> oh yeah, be a man. Yeah, that one. <laughs> yes, I've heard that too. Uh, the thing also that's really interesting is also around that time because it's not that long after Eight Mile came out. Because Eight Mile was what two thousand one. Uh, I think no, I think Eight Mile was a little later, maybe. Okay, well around the same time, there's a lot of like uh, because underground hip hop had been a, a thing. You know, a lot of underground hip hop uh, events and, and things. Okay, you were at, you were actually right. It was the year before. It okay, does too. So y- okay, so underground hip underground hip hop is absolutely a thing, and obviously historically a thing. So when you combine it with underground wrestling, that's actually a really cool. Like, oh yeah, these two things actually might kind of go hand in hand here if you wanted to. I didn't really think about that, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So like, just from a story point, this game story is pretty, you know, the the basic. Sto- the story is y- your friend Manny's getting fucked up, so you select generic military man or generic uh, racer like, man, racer man, or generic. Japanese fighter, or uh, was it DJ Spider? Yeah. Yeah. There we go. So, so either generic DJ, generic racer, generic Jap- generic, <laughs> generic Japanese man, or generic military man. You go, you beat the shit out of some guys, and you just kind of climb the ladder. As more and more people are like, hey, this fucker's uh, coming in on our turf. We'll kick his ass. And then you kick their ass. And you, you work your way up and then you then you start fighting the hip-hop stars. <laughs> so, it's much, got, yeah. so it's got a fighting game premise is what yeah, I'm... a little bit. the plot well, of a fighting game I mean, it, it is, yeah. Which is why not having a whole lot of Def Jam knowledge uh, as the whitest of white, uh, when this <laughs> game came out, I was not going to be going out and buying a, a game that was hip-hop so just where i was in my life right, honestly right. you know five years later i probably would have ran out and got this game <laughs> but uh in 2003 it was not going to be really on my radar so i missed this franchise uh growing up i did not really play it so i expected more of a fighting game coming into this so when i booted up and i was like oh no this is a wrestling game <laughs> don't look at me as at like Having a having a past history with this game, I was four months old when it came out. Yeah, yeah. You... Um, I was six. So unless these Def Jam artists are finding Blue from Blue's Clues or Elmo, <laughs> I ain't interested at that point in my life. Oh uh, man, why why is it there? Why is it there a uh, a Nick Junior crossover <laughs> fighting game? Fight. No, no, you no, know no. What? If Nick All Stars Brawl had been a success, that would have been more DLC. Yeah, characters. no, no, we we do Nick Junior versus PBS Kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the ultimate crossover fighting game. But nobody gets hurt. 
You like can, they, they get hit all you want, but nobody gets hurt. It'd be like it'd be like, <laughs> and and at the end, it's like it's still okay to lose, so there's no winners. It's like what the fuck? <laughs> I'm just picturing Tinky Winky power bombing Blues, <laughs> Blue from Blues Clues. You get Arthur fighting you like get Ar- get fighting Arthur, like Dora. Yeah, Arthur clotheslining the shit out of Dora. All right, that. <laughs> Game look, developers this, that are this, definitely listening to our podcast, please, please. Look, this game's great. This game's fun as hell. There's not a lot of substance to it because it is a fighting game. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of the curse with fighting games. Even when they're good, there's just not a lot of substance and, to it because it's get around with your buddies, smash some buttons, and kick the shit. Out of and that's there. that's really kind of that's really mm-hmm. kind of a caveat with game styles that are a lot about just like one thing. Like with other game, like. With other uh, gaming genres, there's a lot more to do with them. Fighting games are. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to be that it's guy. It's like all oh, fighting games are all the same. Yeah. They're not. They're not. But they're the the way they're formatted a, is pretty. A much. lot of fighting games can fit into these same bowl. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're like racing games. Not all of them are the same. I wouldn't put Burnout in the same path as lego racers or mario kart or whatever Mm -hmm. right but the fact of the matter is they are all about getting to the finish line whereas fighting games a lot of them even like you know you wouldn't compare street fighter to smash brothers Mm -hmm. a lot of them are about kicking the shit out of your opponent until you win and i think and i and i think of games like um one that i think we well it, it a game in a franchise that we have coming later but it's not the game itself um uh, I think it's like it's a Naruto Rise of the Ninja. I think is what it's called. I believe so. Where like the main story is more of like a like a three D open world type thing, and then you and then it's a, it's a lot like a like a turn based mm-hmm. RPG where you fight where you get like random encounters and you get random fights, and they do like kind of play around with it a lot more. But it's but at the at the end of the day, the base is still it's the still, same. Uh, still, yeah, still a base fighting game, and yeah. and. While wrestling can have a little bit of a difference in it, and, and we kind of saw that with uh, uh, WWE All-Stars, that, you know, that was actually more of a fighting game style wrestling game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember as we were doing the episode that one of our things was like, maybe if they had leaned more in the fighting game than the wrestling, that actually the game might have been, you know, you know, it was fun, but it that actually kind of felt what there. This game, I like that they really leaned into the wrestling. Yeah. Because I think the nature of the underground and everything mm-hmm. you would have just had a cliched tekken ripoff kind mm-hmm. of is if it would yeah. lean more into fighting games and not to say that wouldn't be fun i would play that but because it, it really leaned into wrestling you get a really unique experience that very few games have captured in in this game i uh, yeah that uh the observation that i made while i was playing that i told thomas is that it 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 ride it rides the line between WWE All Stars and like an actual like a mainline like a, WWE like, game like a two K yeah, yeah it rides yeah it rides the line between an All Star and a two K where it's kind of got gameplay elements of both and the feeling of both without compromising either it also feels a lot like an arcade game which, it does yes. Which I, which I, I think benefits from the GameCube controller, which yeah. of the that generation system, I always felt the GameCube controller really worked well with arcade-type games. 
So with them seeming to at least program with the GameCube controller in mind, uh, okay. yeah, the arcade feel is there. Uh, I think to compare the two wrestling games we've played, WWE All-Star is a little more arcade uh, Yeah, uh, definitely. Definitely. But this does have a little bit of an arcade feel of kind of like, if you lose, well, put in more quarters and you can keep playing, you know, type of feel yeah, to it. Yeah, like you can instant, like if you're doing a single fight, you can instantly rematch, which I, which I, I like that actually. But one of the big features of this game, one that we did not really get to experience, but this game is four player. Yep, it is 4v4 multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Really, or not 4v4, it's just that. four. Which, again, leads to say why that they planned the GameCube in mind and then ported it over to the PS2. Because GameCube would have been four player. And GameCube has four controller ports. So. Which, this game, we've brought it up a lot, but this game actually does remind me a lot of our first wrestling game, WWE All-Stars. Because, like, it plays a lot like that. Even to the point where, like, uh, just being able to taunt and then do your super move. Which, I always use instead of pinning. Because mm-hmm. it's much easier, in my opinion, just to knock them the fuck out. So. And pinning is such a double-edged sword. Yeah, you can win, but the power boost that the uh, they get when they get at, break out of a pin, um, it destroyed me several times. <laughs> <laughs> I went from being like, I am in complete control, to missing three pins, to suddenly being like, why am I dead? Yeah, uh, that just goes, I, I never pinned. Mm-hmm. Like, I know in wrestling games, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to pin. My thought process was, hmm, I could pin, or I can break their fucking skulls open. It's a, a, uh, hmm, well, they can't break out of the pin if they're unconscious. Pretty much, yeah. So, uh, uh, so, uh, something that, something interesting that I, that I just, uh, came across that I thought would be interesting to, to, uh, to share, the, the, the crew that's, that's in this game, D-Mob's crew, uh, the leader, the character D-Mob, he is voiced... By Christopher Judge. By Christopher Judge. Yep. That yep. is... That uh, is for Kratos. Ed- yeah, that is Kratos. Voice which acting I- uh, award winner this year. Yeah, which is, it's, which is cool because uh, both of the Def Jam games were actually the first video games he ever did. Nice. Hmm. Uh, he, he went from doing... Uh, he did those two, and then after that he did uh, Voices in World of Warcraft. Yeah. It's yeah, also... You know, that makes sense. Yeah. It's clear... That this game had a budget, like this game, they they spent money on stuff. It and, does, and, yeah. And even even if it doesn't look the best visually, you can still tell. Mm-hmm. And I think part of like part of that is it being a victim of its time, being a game from two thousand three. It wasn't always going to be a looker. A game but, from two thousand three that's trying to do real life looking people. Yeah, yeah. So it and, wasn't it wasn't always going to look best, but the money's on the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. In other licensed games, this, I mean, I guess you could call this a licensed game, but in other games like this, uh, all that money would be going towards the license. Like, there would be no money on screen that leads into gameplay or mm-hmm. anything like that. It would just be, yep, they are definitely doing things with this license. They definitely spent money to get the license. That would be basically what it is. But in this game, you can tell, yeah, they spent money to get the license, but because part of me thinks... Part of me thinks they knew this would be a success. Mm-hmm. Because, again... Yeah. It seems kind of recipe be, made yeah, for be, success. I was going to say, because, again, early 2000s, hip-hop culture, wrestling culture, you're going to be making some bank. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like they were willing to put more money into this. So, they were just like, 
hey, have all the money you need to make this fun because that'll pay us back. And sure enough, it did. So, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Because uh, this game got two sequels. Was it two? Mm-hmm. Fight for New York, which everyone considers as one of the best like fighting games ever made. And then Icon, which everyone considers a game. Icon was weird. Icon decided to, instead of doing wrestling and fighting game, they went for a boxing motif. Interesting. And from what I read, no one really liked it. That's right. I remember that now. I don't know why I had forgotten about that. Boxing games are hard, so they're yeah. really hard to do. Yeah, it, it, it's also because, yeah, this game has realistic-looking people, but you're also doing some cartoony-ass shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it was Spider or whoever is able to pick you up and just, like, crush your head like Ken, like Kenshiro from Fist of the North Star or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, you can do this cartoony shit. Icon decided to go more realistic, and not a lot of people like that. So, yeah. Interesting. I think some of it with the franchise, and again, I am not tied very much to the franchise. I have barely played any of them. Uh, this is the first time I played Vendetta was for this this podcast. But I think leaning into the cartoony nature of this would be more, is more of a benefit. And this game, while it does have realism to it, it is, as Thomas said, it is very... Now, I don't even think really, really cartoony, but it leads more into the, the, the fantastical. Yeah, it it kind of makes me think of, like, maybe this is because it's always on my mind 24-7, but it makes me think of, like, an 80s or 90s action film. Where, mm-hmm. yeah, it's real people, but they are doing over-the-top, larger-than-life stuff. And so. it, Yeah. And an interesting thing to note about Icon is that while um, uh, Vendetta... Had it actually has more original characters than it does the rappers in it. Icon, every single playable character is a rapper, <coughs> so they definitely decided to lean more into that. I don't know if <coughs> I don't know how that would change the how that would change the game in one way or another, but that's definitely something that they I did. Mean, you know, can you imagine if we had this style of game coming out and they announced everything like Super Smash Bros. style and they're like, yeah, everyone is here. <laughs> you've been invited now and it's like, yeah. you've been invited. Yeah, it's Ghostface Kill opening his mailbox and, get, <laughs> and getting the symbol with the Smash logo on it. It's like Ghostface Killer, pun including his song names. Yeah, yeah I'm very like That is... Protect your neck and smash. There you go, the... There you go, the Wu-Tang Clan fans that are listening to this are going to enjoy that one. It's All the two one of them. Wu-Tang Clan song I know. All two of them. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, there's probably a lot more. I I know nothing about music in general. So that's fair. Music culture in general. So That's fair. When so often games, especially when they move into the to just different styles of music or different musicians, more often than not it's just a rhythm game or a music game. It's yeah. kind of fun to see them in odd games. Like, uh, yeah. we talk, we joked, but legitimately, wouldn't it be fun to see, like, your favorite celebrities in a weird, like, cart game? Like, yes. Like, like okay. party games? Like, can you imagine if you were in, like, a, uh, think, think of, like, a go vacation style, like, you're in that sort of thing, but all of them are celebrities. All so of them are, oh, you're like, man. You're, like, throwing, you're, like, 
dodgeball, for example. You're playing dodgeball, let's say there, and you're like, you're somebody, and you're throwing a dodgeball at Tom Cruise. You know, it's like a, it's like an MMORPG, but all the NPCs are so celebrities. Yeah, uh, it's like uh, it's like that one Kiss first person shooter. Oh yeah. my god, I for forgot the about or whatever that. it was. There was Kiss a- the Psycho Carnival, something like that. I think that's yeah, that's what it was. Look again. A lot of this podcast also going, man, I miss when video games were weird as shit. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I do kind of miss, like, when video games, especially celebrity video games and musician celebrity games were like, hey, we have this new rhythm game format. And then it's like, I want to do a shooter. What? <laughs> I want to do a first person shooter. Okay, you're obviously out of the question. Michael Jackson, what do you want to do? A platformer. What the fuck? <laughs> Jack's like, put me in a fighting game now. <laughs> that, that, uh, that's interesting. So you said that was it was a, a kiss-based on-rail shooter? First person, yes. First person. That's funny because there was there was an Aerosmith one too. Yeah, there was. It was Aerosmith, Taste the Music, Feel the Music. Something, something like, like that. that. If I had a nickel for every rock band that had a first-person shooter, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's, but it's weird that it happened twice, twice right? <laughs> I, and I think that's the thing that you know we can take away from this game more than anything else. And, and I know that we've been a little... I don't want to say vague on the game, but there's just not a lot to talk about the game as a whole but that doesn't take away from how good this game is. No. But part of what makes it so good and such a fun experience is because they took a risk on a weird mashup and put money behind it, and it was successful. Like, that, I think, can be taken away from more than anything. It's like, it's okay to do some weird things with video games. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. just, again, it just goes whole hog with its concept. Yeah, it's it does. Like, it's a lot of games, sometimes they'll have weird concepts, but they just won't do anything with them. Mm-hmm. In this game, it's, oh, I know he's not in this game, but I think he's in Fight for New York, so I'm going to say it anyway. Oh, you want to see Snoop Dogg suplex some bitches? Go ahead. Go nuts. He, he, he is in Fight for New York. I thought he right. was, yeah. You're right. Well, that he, might be why that one's like $300 fucking dollars. Was, wasn't it about this time? It would be a couple years later, I know, but when... 50 Cent did the uh, uh, movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, roof and Blood on the Sand. Yeah. That's right. Did, uh, That's right. Because uh, it was the movie, the CD, and the video game all Get Richard Die Trying. Wasn't it all the, all around the same time? I th- get one was Get Richard Die Trying. I know get, that much. Yeah, that, yeah get, that, was the, that was the album. That's the album. Okay. Oh, and I also did, the... F- I thought the film had the same name. Yeah, the movie had the same name too. And they did. He did. He was like out into all different medias. I remember that at around that time. That would have been. I was was like a senior in high school. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, both the the um, the movie and the album of the same name, Get Rich or Die Trying, and Bulletproof, all came out in two thousand five. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, Bulletproof and Blood on the Sand are the two I know of because the idea of Fifty Cent starring in a third person shooter is absurd. But also kind of hilarious, so I do want to play those games. Okay, so, so. sorry, my mistake. Get Richard I Tried and the album actually came out in 2003. The movie and the game okay, came so. out in 2005. That's my bad. Okay. But they were all around the same time and yeah. all in different meetings. That, that's really fun. That is. And just That's just something that seems to be missing a bit right now uh, in, in a lot of it. Can you imagine... Can you imagine if, like, tomorrow you just got a GTA clone that was just Dwayne The Rock Johnson shoot some hoes? Like, and, I think, and I think we... And I, I don't know if any of them are going to be... 
playable characters, but we did kind of get that in that one game that was announced at oh, yeah, the Game that Awards. Had, that had all the actors. That had like, oh, yeah, that the, had like uh, Chuck Norris the, the and mob, Vanilla Ice. The mob boss game or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I doubt any of them are going to be playable characters. And but... I think they're just like all acting in it. But again, but that was really cool to have that all was, those characters. Yeah. It's just, there's just something fun about sitting down and even when the games are bad, you know, Michael Jackson, Moonwalkers, or Shaq Fu, aren't particularly <laughs> good games, but there is just something really fun about sitting down and being like, they decided that this person's name needed to be attached to this this video game, and they made this video game. Yeah. And, but you also do have things like this. I mean... You know, Def Jam that really does work with those characters. You kind of get stuff like that. The most recent thing I can think of is Foo Fighters did a horror movie. Yeah, that's right. I didn't watch, but I want to. Yeah, I've heard, yeah, I've heard good things. And, Studio 666. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... I've heard and, good things And just... It. Again, just doing these kind of absurd, stupid, but fun crossovers. Yes. Yeah. That's just that's just something that just seems to be slightly missing. Again, it, it may be a cyclical thing. It also may just be something that video games cost a ton to make. So, you know, there needs to be a little bit more guarantee to it. But, like, with the success of things like multiverses or, you know, uh, obviously Smash Bros., I'd like to see more games branch out and have kind of these weird crossovers. There may be a list later in this season where we talk about uh, characters that we would like to see in a certain genre of video games. So, like, this is going to definitely be something that is going to be a theme throughout this season that we really like. Heck, there's going to be oh yeah, a couple episodes, there's going to be a crossover. Oh, yeah. This <laughs> the, the, the season has a—you you might be able to pick out part of the theme of this season that we really like weird licenses. Yeah. but yeah. And I do think—I I think the other part of it, too, is that— um, you were saying something about how games are expensive to make. What absolutely drives up those costs would be paying these celebrities. Yeah. That so would be you'd have pretty to kind petty. Of really figure it out. But that's where something like a kart racer, I think, would be hilarious. Absolutely. Where, like, you know it's easy. You know it's easy to sell. And you can easily, like, if you just came out with a, a celebrity kart racer game... I'm pretty sure it would be a top seller. Oh, for like, real. You just, said on the just Switch. Just because everyone would have to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, Switch, make it fun and goofy party game. Uh, but you know what's more likely? We'll probably just get more celebrity skins in Fortnite. That's probably yeah. just what we're going to get. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I didn't I, I didn't want to be sad in this episode. <laughs> now you've made me sad. Ethan Hunt for Fortnite. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Actually, that would really... Okay, this is this is quite the tangent here, but we know that Bond is getting a Hitman style game, and you just mentioned Ethan Hunt. Wouldn't that be a cool genre to to, to put Mission to put, Impossible in? <laughs> oh, ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know I didn't think that's where you were going with that. I thought you were I like thought I thought be, you were going hey, to be what like, if Bond was in Fortnite? No, no, no. That's not. What, I thought you were going gonna go with what if we what if we got a James Bond Mission Impossible crossover video game? I mean, if you did it in the Hitman style <laughs> and kind of spy versus spy, yeah. This is look for all listening to this episode. Thank you for listening. Uh, <laughs> we do this a lot, and somehow from Def Jam, we have gotten to this and. <laughs> Yeah, I appreciate this. Um, <laughs> well, cause, you know, because it's, it's some some it's a little bit it's related because you know it's a crossover. Yeah, it's James Bond, Ethan Hunt, and then for shits and giggles, uh, DMX. <laughs> like more weird. Like imagine if uh, you know something like the next 2K. You know, the next wrestling 2K came out, and you had 
and they just got some extra license. I know they do have like people in it, but imagine if you had like uh, Henry Cavill body slamming Hulk Hogan, like just know, something know, like, dumb two, like that. I know, like Two K Twenty Two had like Machine Gun Kelly mm-hmm. and it did Logan Paul. It did, but, like you know, cool celebrities. Like, <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah, that's but, not, but like, not even a, that's that's against Machine Gun Kelly more against local Paul from being honest. Yeah, but, uh, but like I do, but I do see where you're getting at. Yeah, like put and 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 I and I know it's not like explicitly that, but there are character creators mm-hmm. in those games, so that like, but it's not like in, in, in any official capacity. Imagine, yeah, but, but like, yeah, like imagine Stephen Amell wrestled in 2016 SummerSlam and actually did a damn good job. So like, imagine if. Out of nowhere, was like, "Hey, Stephen Amell's back in here." That would be. <laughs> so like, it somewhere... doesn't even have to be wrestling games. Just imagine you're you're getting the new uh, Street Fighter Six DLC. It's <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and we have uh, Dalsim coming back. We have uh, jo- Jody. Jury's already in there, but I'm just naming names. We have Dalsim coming back. We have Jody, and we have uh, Henry Cavill. What? What? <laughs> like. But- but that's the sort of fun, dumb crossovers that, like, yeah, it's a money grab. Yeah, it's absolutely, they're just trying to get you to spend three ninety nine to buy a character. And I have already got my wallet out and the credit card in because I want that character in this stupid game. Like, kind of going back to the wrestling thing, though. Somewhere out there, there is a universe where, for some reason... Drew Carey continued his wrestling career, and he's in a WWE game. <laughs> his, wrestling ca- his wrestling career of getting his ass whipped by Kane. Yeah. yeah. That's all he does. That's his only move in the game, is just getting his ass kicked by Kane. <laughs> yeah. You already put him in The Sims. It's not really that much of a stretch anymore. <laughs> so, to, to try get a little bit back on topic here as much as we can <laughs> but this game is really fun it, it's a blast. It, has, it has made a blast but also from it just these fun conversations and i don't want to say a nostalgic longing but there is definitely when you sit down and play this game especially 20 years after it came out you sit back and there is a jesus christ this game is 20 yeah there's a part of <laughs> part of me that that isn't necessarily longing for the old games but kind of being like Man, that was a different era, and there there are a lot of bad games in those mid two thousands. But when they get something like this right, you're like, man, why didn't they keep doing that? <laughs> it, it it's 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 kind of that thing where like when you think about the state of gaming now, and every other release is a live service game or and, NFTs, or yeah, and you hear about a, arena shooter, you know, yeah, and then it and it just kind of makes you go. And I want I I'm it, that makes you long for the good old days. I mean, like, we we, we okay, live streamed the the Nintendo Direct, and the excitement for most of us was the remasters of old games coming yes. back. The most excited I got during that Direct was like, "Hey, we're bringing the Game Boy and Wario Land 3s on it." <laughs> I'm there, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, it's amazing how my wallet just spawned into my hand. <laughs> so like, there's just there's just a feeling while playing this game that. It's not nostalgia because I didn't play this game, but just there is, as a kid at least, there is an element of, there's a a part of games that just doesn't exist anymore, 
or doesn't exist very often. And I just kind of want that feeling to come back. And that I think we mentioned this uh, at the beginning of uh, when we started this podcast, when we talked about Marvel Nemesis, that the party game sitting down with your friends is gone. Like, you know, yeah. games. and this, while we didn't get a chance to really sit down and play the four player or play all of it, this definitely would have been that sort of game that just doesn't get made because that the doesn't exist local anymore. Local co-op is basically dead. So, but yeah. which is a r- real shame. Yeah, it's a real shame. That is Def Jam Vendetta, and on this podcast, we ask two important questions of every game that we play. The first one is, how does this game hold up? Well, like, I don't, I don't know how else to say. It just it holds up pretty well. Mm-hmm. It does. Like, it controls it does. well. Yeah, which is surprising to me because, again, we play a lot of older games or like the mid 2000s is kind of where we found a lot of our game franchises and controls that is where video game creators were really learning controls and camera and so we see a lot of growing pains and weirdly this game and i know it was built off of another wrestling engine that they they done the virtual uh virtual wrestling yeah so like there's that but like the controls are darn near perfect Absolutely. And that is so weird to sit down and play a 2000, a, you know, a first game in a franchise, 2000s game with control, perfect controls. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's one of those, I feel like we've played, we've played games uh, on this podcast in the past where uh, like the visuals hold up, don't really hold up that much, but you're having so much fun mm-hmm. that it's like the last thing on your mind. That's what this game yeah. is. That's yeah. what, that's yeah, what pretty it's much. Like. And, you know, we didn't spend as much time as I thought talking about it, but the soundtrack holds up so well. Oh, yeah. Well, the soundtrack okay. slaps so well. And I know it's just because it's a lot of licensed music. And, you know, it's the same thing when we talked about uh, Flat Out and its licensed music. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. But when you get the licensed music right and it works for a game, your game is going to hold up for a long time. Look, I mean... If you you want to know the reason we didn't bring up the soundtrack a lot, it's because it smacks. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing to really bring up about. It. There there isn't really anything else to say other than I can't see any game today, including the song "Fight the Power." That's fair. That doesn't feel like something that would happen today. One thing that a lot of EA games did, and I know this game did there, that you could curate your playlist how you wanted from the songs. That you can take off, you can select which songs, you know, which songs you don't want played as often, and things like that. That's something mm. EA in the 2000s, all their sports games had. Uh, yeah, that's and, and yeah. so again, it did. That. Look, if you have all the licensed music, but you're like, hey, you want to pick and choose which licensed music you're listening to, you can do that. That would be a that would be a really useful thing to have, and I think it was. Forza Horizon 3, where that goddamn U2 song kept playing. <laughs> but yeah, it holds up really, really yeah, well. Yeah, because just get a call. Hey, so this guy's just been playing X-Gone, give it to you. And, <laughs> and that's it. That is the only song they're playing in this goddamn game. <laughs> it's just a, someone playing that game over and over, and somehow the song goes back to number one on Billboard. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden... All of a sudden, DMX just gets a shit ton of checks in the mail. What the fuck? Oh, uh, well, I, I mean, all these residuals. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, DMX was kind of dead, so. Yeah, getting checks in the mail while dead. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going right. to say. You say there's not a mailbox set up right at. It's getting That's slipped fair. into their coffin. It's fine. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, this is going to be a perfectly normal transition and not. <laughs> <gonna> <laughs> but we ask a second question on this podcast, and that is. Would this game deserve a reimagining or a remake in a modern setting? 
So I, I brought this up before we, we uh, started recording that when we got to this question, I was going to have a very specific reason why I would like to see, maybe not a, not specifically a remake of this game, but a continuation of the Def Jam series. Yes. Which I think, Thomas, you said something about how like people have been clamoring for that people have for been years. Cl- people have been clamoring for either a continuation or a what I would personally do, a remaster combining both Vendetta mm-hmm. and Fight for New York in one package, mm-hmm. similar to Spire Reignited or Crash Insane or something like that. But Just a way yeah. to make it easier to access. Because mm-hmm. again, I really want to play Fight for New York. I do not want to pay three hundred and twenty goddamn dollars. And considering, uh, considering that you can have any of the Nintendo controllers on the Switch, like that'd be such an easy remaster and still get to use the controller. Yeah, but so the but the specific. <coughs> Sorry. You're fine. But the specific reason why I would like to see a continuation of the of the Def Jam series is looking through the list of current artists signed to, to, to Def Jam recordings. And I cannot be the only person here who think it would be goddamn hilarious to see Snoop Dogg or LL Cool J beating the absolute shit out of Justin Bieber and DJ Khaled. That would be hilarious. And I want to see that so bad. <laughs> yeah. I I think we kind of all universally would like to see more of this game. Oh yeah, uh, for real. I, I don't know necessarily if I would like a just straightforward remake of this game. A remaster would be nice, but I do would like would like them to continuation uh or even just a full-blown just remake of the franchise with, you know, not necessarily remake this game but the franchise, restart it over, decide if you're going to go continue I I prefer to go full wrestling roots again, but decide which fighting style and then just Go ham in it. Have yeah, fun. Just go nuts. Uh, because if you could keep up the fun that this game is in a modern gaming setting, I know that you're probably not going to have the four-player. Uh, you might, but I mean, well, so it, it re- might be, wrestling, you might have four-player online, possibly. Re- wrestling games usually still have four-player uh, local. Which would be nice, yeah. So If you could just keep that. Mm-hmm. But I think, above all, this game just kind of... It, it is sad, and I think probably monetary is probably why the franchise uh, hasn't gone, because it is, Mason brought up earlier, uh, it's expensive to pay all these artists to put them in uh, yeah, yeah. a video game. And that's probably <laughs> the big thing uh, for it. But I think there's an audience for this game. Mm-hmm. I think there is there there is a market that exists out there, and I would like to see them capitalize on that, because I want to play more ridiculous celebrity wrestling. And I and I think like in a in a perfect world like you were like you were just saying about how it would be very really difficult to pay all these artists and in a in a perfect world where money is no object, I think the best way that a that a Def Jam game could evolve and do an, and do another entry well is do kind of like a, a Marvel versus Capcom and do like a Def Jam versus Cash Money. Yeah, or like I would or bad that. or bad boy records. I think that would be you get artists from two different rap labels and have them fight each other. I think that would be really interesting. Or you're missing the greatest idea ever: hip hop versus country music. Jeez, uh, 
I wasn't thinking like a specific genre. No, but yeah, that would no, be... but yeah, you're finding a, a country music label and a hip hop label, <laughs> and they are fighting. <laughs> to all the developers watching or listening, yeah, this is an audio medium. Listening, <laughs> um, please, <laughs> please. Honestly, just make that a theme for an original fighting game. Like, yeah, like if if God forbid, you know can't spend that much money to get the actual artists. Yeah. So shockingly, you can't do that. Uh, but just make that a theme for an original fighting game. It'd be fucking hilarious. That, yeah, yeah. Uh, really uh, just different different uh, mu- musicians uh, from different walk of life all like fighting each other in this like fighting game. So you can have like a traditional like metalhead throwing down with like... Like a jazz artist. <laughs> yeah. <from the> 20s. <laughs> You got like a classical musician, you know, this, yeah, this Beethoven-looking wannabe. They're using like their uh, violin to just stab people a bunch of times. So there, there are a lot what a of weird really answer fun to this question. I know, but honestly, this might be the best answer we've ever given to this question. And I, I just want more weird crossovers in. This game has reignited that love of weird crossovers that I have. Yeah. So, if there's any compliment that I can give this game that is of the highest regards, it's you've reignited something in me, and it's a good thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, that is Def Jam Vendetta. What do you guys think? You got a passion for it kind of like us? Do you have any weird crossovers that you'd like to uh, share with us? Well... You can email us at bleepyouplaying at gmail.com. That is bleepyouplaying at gmail.com. Send us an email. It might get read here on the podcast. Uh, and you, as always, you can also subscribe to our Patreon. All the episodes are on the Patreon as well as the podcast Bleep You Watching, where we watch films. You can get it all there at patreon.com slash whatthebleep. We'll be back here with more episodes starting weekly. And uh, as I said, get ready. There's a lot of weird and uh, wonderful coming in this season. Get good, you slut.